Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. G'day, it's Ben Davis. Thanks for catching up on Mornings here on SENQ. But you know what? You can also catch up some great content with other... Other SEN shows such as Brecky with Patty and Heels, The Captain's Run with Cameron Smith and Denon Kemp, all on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. But until then, sit back and enjoy and make sure you tell your mates. Uh, Matt Rogers is on the line. Yes, Wallaby, he's got some thoughts on rugby, no doubt. Uh, any thoughts on what to watch right now that the cricket's finished? Morning to you. <laughs> Hey, mate. Well, I, I am a massive NFL fan, and I did watch Kelsey, the documentary. I thought it was great. How good I was it? I watched the, uh, the documentary Quarterback, which was great. Um, and I watch a lot of NFL this time of year. So, uh, And I, I'm often busy this time of day. So uh, the, 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 the Monday night game, which is played at, I think, about quarter past 11 today yeah. in Queensland, I'll, uh, I'll tune into that tonight when I get home. So um, I don't look at my social media. I don't want to know the scores. And all my mates know this, so they don't let me know. So I can uh, I can watch it at night. So that's that's where I'm at with my sporting uh, fix this time of year, mate. After now that the World, Cricket World Cup's finished, but what a great effort by the Aussies over there! It was fantastic. Well, exactly. And my my point uh, today has been always that that our cricket team is our national sporting team. It, it represents us. You, you can be in, in in the Pilbara, or you can be in Penrith. You you can be in wherever in this country, and our cricketers are known and recognised. You can spot them. Footballing terms, I, I think the Wallabies rugby are is our truly international code. And Matt was arguing before on the text about, well, hang on, the Socceroos and Matildas. But I, I think for players that we can touch and see, it it it, it used to be. The Wallabies uh, on the international yeah, yeah. stage, yeah. But we need to get that luster. Yeah. That luster's gone now, Matt. Yeah, it is. I mean, there's no doubt that it was. Uh, you know, the, the, the Wallabies were Australia's winter team, and yeah. and our cricketers were Australia's summer team, and that that's the way it was. But it's it's been far it's far from that at the moment. Um, you know, I love. Uh, I mean, I think Matildas is Australia's team at the moment. Matildas are the darlings of Australian sport, and everybody loves them, and it's fantastic. And you know, my daughters are young aspiring soccer players, so I uh, I absolutely love it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they are a little bit removed from Australia in a, in a week-to-week basis. So, And back in the day, the Wallabies had to play in Australia to play for the Wallabies. So, you know, they were local, they were here, everybody sort of recognised them. But as you mentioned, or as I heard you say, or one of your listeners text in saying, you know, you've got to get rugby out from behind a paywall. Uh, well, yeah, I, I, I tend to agree. Um, but, you know, uh, uh, is a free-to-air station going to play it? <laughs> that's, that's the other thing. I mean, um, yeah, it's, 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 I mean, I'm not the guy in there pulling the strings with Rugby Australia. It's Dan Herbert's job now and mm. Bill Ward's job. Um, and, 
you know, they've got a lot of smart people around them to help them make the right decisions. Let's just hope that they do because um, I think we're on the we're a real crossroads. The game is at a crossroads right now. And if we don't start to entice, you know, our next generation of, you know, 14, 15, 16-year-old kids into watching and aspiring to be a Wallaby um, in 20 years' time, there will be no rugby in Australia. It'll, it'll be a, a soccer Australia model where, you know, our players will go overseas and play and come back and play for the Wallabies when called upon. And that'll be a really sad indictment on rugby in Australia. Well, Matt, that was one of the questions I was going to ask you. I mean, we've got the, the Giddo law, the Giddo rule about players playing X amount of tests and then going overseas. That's been relaxed a little bit. We've seen more and more come back. To get the Wallabies back in the shop front window, which has been kicked in and kind of looted at the moment, do we, do we just need to be picking the best players for Australia, regardless of where they're playing overseas? And I know that's detrimental to the local domestic comp, but... Is that something we need to do if the Wallabies are our showcase? Well, I think first and foremost, you've got to sort out the local domestic comp. Um, you know, right now, we've spread our talent so thin. The, the reality is this. Um, you, you can't go and play in Europe unless you've played Super Rugby. Like, you can't get a visa. It's like you can't go and play in the Super League unless you've played in the NRL. They won't just hand visas out and, and take jobs away from locals in that environment if, if you don't play at a certain level. But what we've done in Australia... We've created a departure lounge. We've created five Super Rugby teams, all of which are subpar because we've spread our talent so thin. And then all, and then we give, then all these players that play Super Rugby, then they've got an opportunity to go overseas. Now we've created an opportunity for you know players to go overseas when they probably weren't up to it. They probably wouldn't have made it if there was only three teams. But then it creates an opportunity where. You know, players are going overseas because now the Giddo rule, we're picking players from overseas. So mm. it's like, well, we'll go overseas anyway because we're going to get picked to come back and play for Australia. So we're, we've created this vicious cycle of we're depleting our local stocks, letting them go overseas. So we've created this departure lounge where, you know, players, can, they get a few starts in Super Rugby, they can go overseas. There's no real competition at the, at the local level for those spots in terms of you know, world-class rugby. And, you know, we don't have five world-class rugby teams. We don't have five world-class fly halves. We, we barely have one world-class fly half. We barely have one world-class fullback. You know, that, that's where we're at. And we've spread our talent so thin on the ground here in Australia that that week-in, week-out competition in training, that week-in, week-out competition during the on, on the weekend in, in games, it's not good enough. And... Now you put that up, up up on a world stage and we just get slaughtered. We, we saw that. Um, so, yeah, I think, you know, first and foremost, the, the local game's got to be sorted out. Um, you know, we've got to have, you know, pathways for kids to, to aspire to, to, to play for. But I, I think that starts with, you know, minimising the professional teams in Australia. I, I just think there's too many. I'm, uh, on, I'm on the same page with you, Matt. Yeah. I'm on the same page, and it's something I put to your former teammate, Dan Herbert, and said, you know, have we got too many super rugby t- teams here? Do, do we need to pull it back? And, and he actually, his reply was, no, we, we just need to make sure that the central, the high-performance model has them all aligned. And he even said that those overseas are actually jealous of how much talent that we do have. So that that was his response. I'm, I'm, still, I'm still in the camp. With you, mate, I think we need to fortify, solidify, bring our strengths back to, to to shore up, say three strong teams, so we can be competitive. You Queensland, you New South Wales, and your and your ACTs. Yeah, well, well whatever it is, 
uh, you know, I might be wrong. We, we might be wrong, Benny. Um, you know, Dan might be right, and Dan's around the game a lot more than I am. Um, but whatever it is, what he says is right. We need alignment with that. Not not every man for himself doing their own thing, and then you know, a couple of players getting plucked from you know the Western Force or from the Melbourne Rebels to play for you know the Wallabies. But um, you know, Jeremy Paul made a really good point. He goes, it stems back down to the coaching, and you know, there's a whole lot. He goes, mate, when when you're a kid. He goes from the age of 13 to 18. Now, as a hooker, he's probably been coached by 13 or 14 different coaches, and each one of them teaches him how to throw the ball into a line-out differently. And so mm. that, that's how, you know, I mean, our game needs to be aligned in the sense that the fundamentals of the game need to be coached the one way um, and the right way, you know, from top to bottom, from, you know, from age, you know, five years old up to, you know, the professional ranks, so that when we get to a point uh, you know, the, the basis of the game is that the fundamentals of the game are all, you know, lined up. Then the flair comes in. Then the, the you know, the, the different nuances of gameplay comes in. But the fundamentals need to be taught correctly from day one. And that comes down to coaching the coaches. It comes down to all sorts of things. But so there's a lot to do. And, and Dan, um, I'm, I'm really, I'm wrapped with his appointment. Um, I played with Dan, great guy. You know, he's a, he's a, it's a rugby family. Anthony works in rugby. Or he, he runs a GPS rugby club in Brisbane, or has done. They're at, they're at the coalface of the game. He's been on the board for a couple of years. Uh, I'm excited about where uh, the game could go under his guidance over the next couple of years with them two awards. Matt Rogers, my guest this morning, as you know, a voice of Sports Day um, and obviously former Wallaby and, and, and Rugby League, dual international, so he knows both sides of the fence. Brad, I'm, I'm just looking at a text that's come through here saying, G'day, Ben, listening via the SEN app from New Zealand. A lot of things you guys are talking about, we have the same issues here. The biggest draw card we have is our guys want to play for our country. It seems like the Aussie boys don't really have a desire to play for the Wallabies. If they're willing to play NRL or AFL purely for the money, are they worth having in your system? How will Herbie get the pride back in the jersey? It's a fair point. Well, that, it is a very good point. And it just it drove me insane the way Wall- the Wallaby jersey has been banging around over the last 12 months. Um, you know, the amount of players that just got to put on a Wallaby jersey Oh, we'll give him a go. It's, just, it's sacred. I, I remember I got... I played against Russia, I think it was, for the Kangaroos. Um, it was a nothing game. We were going to beat them by 100. And Chris Anderson at the time, the coach, said to me, hey, guys, do you want to play this week? I said, yeah, of course I do. And he goes, good, because I'm not handing these jerseys out for you know, for anyone. He goes, this is, a, this is a test jersey, and you're our test winger, and I want you to play. And I'm like, great, yeah, I'm, I'm good to play. He goes, I'm not. This isn't something that anybody, it's just every player gets a prize. Yeah. And it, uh, it seems like our Wallabies have... have, have, have I don't want to... Like, I don't want to say that has been treated this way, but it seems like it's been treated like a club jersey. Um, and, you know, we're just trying to find the right guys. We're just throwing them in there to give them a go. And this is a Wallaby jersey, you know. And, yeah, it, it was disappointing what, what I saw. Um, I was, look, I'm, I'll be the first one to say I was buoyed by the selection of Eddie Jones as the coach. Um, in, in the in the beginning, uh, I supported him through a couple of those early decisions, and then it was just like Eddie, what are you doing? Like, come on, this is this is too too important to to be doing this. Uh, and you know, I think a lot of people have lost a lot of respect for Eddie the way that things have been handled. But look, I, I'm I don't know those sides of the fence. What I know is I saw saw the results, 
was disappointing. Mm. And I felt like that, that Wallaby jersey wasn't treated with the respect it should have been. Well, we know one thing. It's not going to be a quick fix, but it does need to start now. It needs to start somewhere. Uh, high performance director is the first port of call. I mean, that's even before a coach because the coach we know will be reporting to the high performance director. Where, where, do, you, where do you go with that, Rat? Does it need to be an Australian? Does it need to be a former player? Does it anyone that springs to mind for you? Uh, gee, I, I mean, you want someone who's been around the international game, who's, who's seen it grow, who's seen, who, who understands the nuances of it. Um, I would think someone like a Steve Hansen, someone like a, um, I don't know, I, I really don't know, <laughs> but Steve Hansen does come to mind. Mm. Uh, you know, just a, a, an astute coach, understands the game. I know he's a Kiwi, but um, this is about, um, you know, getting the right person for the job, and I just can't think of an Australian right now off the top of my head. There probably there, there are probably many, to be honest. Um, but they need to be in touch with the modern game, given that this coach is going to be, you know, speaking uh, or directly um, answerable to yeah. the head of high performance. So, yeah, look, I'm sure that um, no one really comes to mind off the top of my head. Mate, you've got a big day coming up on Saturday as well, just quietly, turning our attention to uh, off-field activities. Uh, what's happening on the Gold Coast at the Turf Club? We've got the All-Stars Race Day. It's a beauty. We, I, went there last, I went last year. and um, You'd be the headline was, act, wouldn't you? Well, well, I wasn't last year. I just went along because I wanted to go because it seemed like <laughs> a great day and I took a few mates along. We bought a table and um, there was Buff Lehman, I think Jonathan Thurston, uh, Casey Stoner. I was just a real a fantastic awesome. day at the races, um, you know, a few beers and, and a few yarns from from the boys. So um, anyway, they they called me to come and sit on the table for that this week and um, and have a chat and tell a few yarns. So um, there's plenty of those up the sleeves. So we'll tell a few stories, have a few laughs, and uh, hopefully back a few winners. Yeah, alongside Jonathan Thurston, Alan Langer too, if you don't mind. What about the stories he can tell? You'd have to have a pact with Alfie just quietly on that. Uh, Linny's yep. going to be there. Lockie Neal, Laurie Daly, Josh Dunkley. It's going to be a who's who. Uh, Matty Rogers, Julian International headlining it too. Uh, you visit GCTC, the goldcoastturfclub.com.au for tickets. The sporting legends at the Forex All-Stars race day this Saturday at the Gold Coast Turf Club. Uh, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. You'd be getting there 10 p.m. Friday night, wouldn't you, Matty? I'll be ready. I'll be ready. Don't worry about that. Yeah. Off season. Off season. Oh, off season, <laughs> indeed. All right, mate. Thank you for the chat. Um, plenty to work with there. Matt Rogers, appreciate your time. Enjoy Saturday at the Sporting Legends Race Day. Look, 13 13 55 I'm leaning towards... Rat's appraisal of where our talent is in this country. I, I think it's diluted with five super rugby teams. Three, to me, is the Goldilocks number, isn't it? It means, in my books, no Perth, no Melbourne. So expansion, roll it back. I, I don't think there's any harm in rugby saying, look, we're just going to solidify and fortify our position. Commercially, they may take a hit, maybe, or is it costing money to have teams in Perth and Melbourne that are unsustainable? We know Rugby Australia do not put money into Super Rugby. That is something that's been taken away from the teams and and the, the provinces, the, the unions, at great expense to them. They've got to find out that money. So 
do we cut back the number of teams, super rugby teams in this country? 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736. Is that where we start? Take your calls, your texts straight after this 23 minutes past 10.